0: You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us.
1: Welcome to the Kush Life podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall. We are journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. And I am really excited about today because I have already been enjoying uh, your RSO and I'm too, super excited to get in to learn more about uh, what you guys have done with it. I, thank you guys for doing the dodgeball. That was super fun. And that's how I met you all. So talk to us about dodgeball. How did it all go?
0: Dodgeball was really fun. We had a really good turnout. Um, it was really competitive, which was fun. Um, a lot of people were out there throwing balls. The do- Lots of people brought their dogs, too, which was fun. The balls flying, dogs chasing balls it was fun there were a lot of people a lot of cannabis vendors out here i'm pretty sure we had over 20 cannabis vendors out here which was great especially for the patients it's really fun to be able to talk to a lot of people in the industry and learn about the products and hang out with the people that you enjoy consuming their medicine so yeah it was
1: fun i know the early morning it was a bit rainy right it was like oh geez Mm -hmm. is it gonna happen but it turned out pretty decent i was i think we were all surprised at how many people came
0: right yeah it was was a massive turnout it was beautiful weather it was
2: about what 125 people right around right around that
0: yeah it was nice it was fun yeah
1: and one of the vendors that uh that you guys had out
0: is here today today
1: monarch yeah
0: monarch we've got ed and jerry lynn from monarch
1: hello hello (laughs) all right i'm super excited mostly because i was sitting down just right out here just relaxing having a smoke and i i heard you explaining some stuff uh to people that walked up and i just looked over and i was like i like the way that guy thinks (laughs) like so i was like i bet you guys did something really right and when i when i tried that throughout I've, i've used it every night this week and i've really really enjoyed it so uh but give us a little bit of information about you guys you know who are you where you grew up you know tell us a little bit about you Ladies first. Yeah. Ladies first.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I grew up here in Oklahoma uh, to start with, and he came from California, and um, we, we have a history that sort of began with the Grateful Dead. We both followed the Grateful Dead around the country, and um, we met that way and did that together until there was no more Grateful Dead and morphed into several other, other bands, and it was, it was really a way that we saw the country and, and right. learned a lot.
1: Favorite place that you went to see?
3: To see the Grateful Dead, Uh, for me it was uh, Atlanta, Stone Mountain,
1: Las Vegas. I
3: can see. Of course, you would say that. (laughs) Of course, yes. He he's made for Vegas. (laughs) So, uh, but interestingly, that was something that that being connected in that scene and traveling around uh, connected us to the very beginnings of the Emerald triangle. And we had an awareness coming from a place in Oklahoma of the beginnings of the change in cannabis culture and the hybrid making and all of that that was going on in the early nineties, partially because he came from California and partially because it was very much part of the grateful dead culture and things like that. Um, So that's sort of a little bit of the beginning. You want to add to that?
4: sure uh i can't underscore the grateful dead uh effect on on our lives and what we're doing right now even uh personally i was on a i was on a, uh, a mission uh once i found out cannabis was going to be legalized to uh to bring back uh the uh Hash, the way it's been made for thousands and thousands of years, the old school Temple Hash, was always my favorite thing from running around and following the Grateful Dead. And I set out to make it. And uh, in doing so, I uncovered a lot about the uh, history of Hash. And uh, I found it a lot of what I was learning available to me online went really hand in hand with all the the what I thought were wives tales and fables that I had learned about following the Grateful Dead around. All
1: right, so help me out. What's the correlation of Grateful Dead and hash?
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the late 80s, early 90s, when uh, uh, the hash from the Middle East uh, was being run through Amsterdam, uh, it, was being, it was being imported, uh, smuggled into Canada, and it was being distributed throughout the United States quite effectively on Grateful Dead tour. Uh, it had it affectionately was known by different things, uh, uh, different names, uh, cheese, uh, Afghan, uh, blonde Moroccan. Lebanese, huh? Moroccan, Moroccan, thank you. Uh, absolutely, Moroccan was probably, uh, the most of which was to be seen and found on tour. Well, what what we didn't know is we were using up the Middle East national supply of hash in real time and we depleted the whole region of hash over the course of a decade and a half uh between our uh europe's use and the use here on uh uh, in america and in canada so westerns pretty much smoked it all up and then the quality started going to crap well the reason for that was is because we were getting stuff that was made that year as I was to find out, they don't even smoke the stuff that they make that year until the following year they let it cure, which is uh, it, it uh, speaks to the to the tradition, the long tradition of this kind of hash that matures like fine brandy or or fine wine with age. And uh, I went out uh, anyway. That was part of my mission was to create that, and and in the process uh, 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 give the find something to do with the good leftovers, and that would be turn them into edibles. And that's how Jerry Lynn and I started working together to uh, help her edibles company. And that's how the RSO was, or excuse me, the activated rosin was born. Um,
1: And that's what, yeah, I think when I was sitting there, you were starting to explain the difference between the way you guys make it and the way other people make it.
3: Right. Because it's not really, it's not actually RSO. It's activated rosin. So it's just pure Delta 9 THC. Um, It's got... It's still got all of the other – it's got a lot of things in it that – well, not that that RSO doesn't have. It doesn't have the plant matter in it that RSO has. It's just pressed rosin so that's that's been activated, that's been cooked.
1: All right, so walk us through what's the difference.
3: Uh, Well, the main difference that shocked us when we did it was it keeps a terpene profile. That is the main difference. Um, it, It also has all its other cannabinoids that comes with the plant that it retains, which is a great thing, but it's an edible that has a terpene profile. And we are really starting to see a major effect from that. We're working with one of my partners who you met on Saturday, but couldn't be here because she has MS and uh, she just had an infusion. That's going to take her immune system down for a while. So she got to lay low. Um, Yeah. What was her name? Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie. My mom just
0: got her infusion last week too. So you know all about it.
3: So she has really been a great, well, I mean, it's one of our missions to help her is what we're in this for. And of course, many other people and many other conditions, but we're starting to be able to experiment with this very thing with the terpene profiles with her illness. And she's seeing a remarkable difference in certain strains that help her condition and that don't, and they fall right in line with what the terpenes tell you are going to fight inflammation, Mm -hmm. are going to fight anxiety and pain relief and those kind of things. So, um, So it's a really remarkable thing that we're super excited about. We're learning about it every day. We're doing more and more things with it. We're getting growers excited about it uh, because, of course, this all starts with our growers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the grower who did this did an incredible job. We do co-branding on our products now to highlight these growers because the more love and support and attention they get, the more they are going to be able to pull off this quality flower. That is where it all starts from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I can testify. I'm... I do whatever
1: oh it just doesn't have the oh it does. Alright, so I take whatever I I can't I know it's audio. I can't say it over the audio, but I was trying to point to it. So I started with just, you know, a couple of the lines. So I don't know how much That's that a hundredth is. Hundredth of a milligram. hundredth of a milligram. and then I got to the big line. And uh a tenth. a tenth of a milligram. Is that what so I do that every night. But one night I decided to go ahead and double it up.
0: Whew.
2: That was,
1: a, <laughs> that was a fun night, let me tell you. <laughs>
2: Most people stick to the like the size of a rice, yeah. a piece of rice.
0: Well, and on your packaging, or is it inside, there's a little guide that will show you what the dosage is for a beginner, for intermediate, and for skilled, right? I mean, yeah, it's really nice to have that little guide in there.
1: And, and I've been using it, so I'm recovering from spinal stenosis. And so I have a lot of nerve damage and then muscles that are trying to regrow and inflammation and all that. So a lot of pain. And at night, once it kicks in, I can I can lay down, right, I can stand. I can just I can have moments where I'm not in pain all nonstop, you know, chronic, traditional chronic pain. So it really has been moments of relief. And then I'll wake up the next morning with some moments of relief still. And, you know, it'll begin to dwindle off, you know, as the day goes on. But it's I mean, it's a strong product, no
3: doubt. Absolutely it is. And we, we really do try to guide new patients in how to not overdo it. But another great thing that people don't know is when THC is activated, it's edible and also topical. So because this isn't mixed with food or anything, you can also put this on your skin. And you can mix it into uh, your favorite lotion, into a heated rub. We are actually working right now on product development on a on a topical rub that we will be having out there. Uh, but that's another great thing with it, because if you're having pain like in your lower back, you can eat it, but you can also put some Pinpoint it. exactly yeah. on that spot and get some relief that so way I did that as on well. My neck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. So I know we weren't here to talk about this, but <laughs> uh, but since it was dodgeball and I met, you know, met met Stephanie and, and started begin to using it. I just wanted to give a small little highlight to to what you guys created and uh, definitely. <laughs> I planned on getting more tonight after, you know, while Good. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. love
3: it. We're really on a mission to try to get people aware of this. It's, we're, you know, we, we happened upon it by kind of, ax, not, well, by accident in a way, by really trying to Keeping just to work together, to keep things pure, to make good medicine and to really make, As many products as we could out of the cannabis we were using and not just take this one thing and scrap the rest of it. It's not accident.
0: It's (laughs) R&D, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, Marshall got excited and skipped ahead a little bit because he was too excited about the syringe. But usually we start off by asking you guys about your first smoking experience. So can you tell us about the first time you smoked? Like, Was it y-
1: Grateful Dead? Was <laughs> it Grateful Dead?
0: How old were you? Where were you? What'd you smoke out of? <laughs> didn't we specifically say we didn't want to talk about these stories?
3: <laughs>
0: that means it's a good one.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, I'll go first. Mine's not probably as fun as his. I don't know. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> The first time I ever smoked cannabis was out of a dented Coke can. How many times do you hear this? Is this this a frequent one? Bush bush can. A bush can? Okay. Uh, So that's why you like bush lights so much. (laughs) Maybe.
1: There we go. There we go.
3: I think it was mostly stems and seeds. And there were four of us. There were two boys and two girls, of course. And um, so it was mostly... Stem seeds and the paint off the can. Um, Not a very (laughs) remarkable experience. (laughs) The first remarkable experience was uh, the best high school party that you ever want to be invited to. And I had a really, really good friend who had been hammering me just come on, get high with me, get high with me. And I gave in and he uh, shotgunned the joint and got really, really high. And all I wanted to do was go home from the best party ever all i could think about was how fast i could get home so i could go to bed (laughs) there
4: you go Uh, that's funny my my first time had a uh, was kind of a shotgun experience too I had an older stepbrother that i bugged and bugged and bugged like to uh for him to to share with me and he finally did and he broke out one of those superchargers and and he uh of course after i said i was done uh uh, well, let me back up. I I told him that I would do I would do chores for him. Right. And uh, and then after I said I was good, he said, no, you're not. And he proceeded to uh, shotgun me some more. And then and then when I was really good uh, to his liking, then it was time for me to do the chores. And by goodness, I better get them done before mom came home or else. And yeah, that was my that was my first time. It was uh, it was uh, it was something else. Uh, it was a little bit traumatic, but uh, you know it, it didn't it, it didn't steer me away. How those chores go? <laughs> oh my God i i got I got a few welts on my butt from my big brother for not going fast enough, but they got done.
1: I was just say, either you went really, really fast, and did it an incredibly good job, or you were just like out of it, like oh fuck this. <laughs> so you didn't go with the OCD cleaner, huh?
4: No, no, <laughs> no. Sometimes I was ten. I was ten. I was yeah. Ten. No. ten was huh? that? Yeah.
1: Well, good. All right. So walk us through your involvement. You, know, you guys said you, you met and you, you want to help each other out. You know, walk us through Monarch and, you know, how you guys created it. What is, what is, uh, what's the company and what what was the kind of the purpose for coming into the industry?
4: Well, uh, really it was to bring pure medicine, uh, unadulterated medicine um, as close to nature as you can and give it to the Give it to consumers so they have that option, and uh, they have that option. Uh, simple as that. Um, uh, being purists at heart uh, and believing in the in in what nature gave us, and if we can keep that intact, that that's the best way to get the uh, the medic- the medicinal value across to our patients, and that's what we've been about all along. Um, the uh, the advent of this of this this uh, activated rosin is is really uh, uh, speaks to everything that we do. And in the process, this 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 thing that just accidentally happened um, is, I believe, one of the purest forms of cannabis medicine that you can get because it represents all of the cannabinoids, all of the terpenes that, that it was when it was made in nature. And all of it... <laughs> All of its effects will transfer through, unlike what has been cut with alcohol or another another solvent and broke that molecule down.
1: All right. So why do you do it the way that you do?
4: Other than... Other a-
1: than purity? I mean, but let me ask that question a little different. I, I think because uh, I heard you talking about solvents and heard you talking about the way you guys do your hash. Like, why do you specifically go at the direction that you all go?
3: to preserve uh, to preserve the trichome in its true form. So the way we try to explain this to people who aren't... I mean, most people by now have seen a trichome. It's that hyper-magnified little ball on the stem. And so when that is formed, it's got all of your THC. It's got all of your cannabinoids. It's got all your terpenes in it. And there's that little bubble that's holding it together. We are trying not to break that bubble. That is the great thing about solventless is it is... in in its best form, in its best condition, that bubble hasn't been broken. And so all of those things have not started to deteriorate and downgrade as they do as soon as that's broken. So with solvents, of course, you can't keep that from happening. That's, That's the difference between a solvent product and a solventless product. So that's where our mission started, was to preserve that natural bubble that holds all of all of you, everything you're trying to get out of that cannabis plant. that be your live heads? Yes, live heads. Absolutely. That's the name for them. Bubble hash uh, is another thing that you'll... That that's what is in bubble hash. Um, so.
4: I think I have an answer appropriate to your question, and that is... We Yours are,
3: was inappropriate. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> no, I'm... Sure, <laughs> uh, no, we are craftsmen. We are craftsmen, and we... We love. We love our hands on with it, uh, being delicate when we need to, being forceful when we need to, uh, and really putting ourselves organically into the medicine that we're making. We believe makes a big difference. We put the love into it, man. Where, um, you know, uh, we we put the love into it differently than chemicals and a push button system do.
1: Why the name Monarch?
4: do you like it oh yeah
3: (laughs) monarch has been a quest to uh to really properly brand our product and be viable in a market that has been tough for people our age and from the direction we're coming to to know what to do to break into the right way so we have rebranded ourselves a couple of times (laughs) and and started to get some professional help in that direction because it was really out of our wheelhouse. And so Monarch really represents um, a couple of things to us. We love it because it is a metamorphosis, which our company has certainly been. Uh, There's, there are four of us that have built this thing. There's two women and two men. And so we felt like it was a really good representation. If you can, nobody can see our logo, but our logo is a butterfly with a lion face sort of in it. If you if you see it that way, it's definitely different. Yeah, and yeah. so it, it sort of represents the both feminine and masculine side of the cannabis world, which is very real. I'm sure as Katie mm-hmm. can attest to, yes, and, uh, and we fight hard to hold our ground a lot of times as women in weed. And, uh, so we felt like it just really represented us. Also, it, it is reminiscent of the rosin that we watch drip out of our press. Uh, so, and it has, and it's royal. So it hit all the markers for us. It's what we're trying to do. We're trying to to be all of those things. We want to be pure. We want to be um, the royalty of cannabis at the same time. We want people to understand that the people that bring the quality and the love and the purity to this and aren't just grabbing the money. Of course, we want, you know, we're trying to make money too, but... um, Well, it's a business.
0: Life is a business. There's
3: some things going on, I believe, that are bigger than that here. We all believe are bigger than that here. Um, You asked how we got started As Monarch, I got started in this because I'd always enjoyed cannabis and done Mm -hmm. so pre-legalization. I was like, yeah, I'm getting in. I had some money that came into my world, and I was doing it. And before we could sell, I was working with a dispensary. I was building my kitchen out in. And before we could sell any cannabis, we could only sell CBD. And we had a really good full-spectrum CBD oil in there. And I didn't... I didn't know about it until then. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I didn't even know we had an endocannabinoid system until then, and it changed everything for me. Right that moment turned everything around, mm-hmm. and my whole trajectory changed. The education then, just
0: lit a fire yeah, in you,
3: absolutely. I mean, yeah. And I went at it in the in the edibles world first, and they weren't ready. I'm so happy education is here now, and you guys want us here mm-hmm. talking about this because in 2018 nobody did, <laughs> and it's been a long road. So um, so yeah, we're we're here we're here for that reason because we really love it that thoroughly we've loved it for 30 years Um, we've been involved in it in some way or another for a long time in our lives and uh, we want people to understand that this education that we're talking about it's out there for you it's really not that hard to come by we want to put it on our packaging so people can start really guiding what they're doing if that's what they want to do Mm we appreciate the market that is just for the enjoyment, but there's a lot of medicinal help out there.
0: Yeah.
2: I I like that you guys are providing a great product at an affordable price. Yeah. So not just most people are charging a lot more than what you guys charge. Well that's you a know huge that.
3: yes, that's a huge part of our mission here is to bring you know, we're calling it solventless for the people. Um we want more people to be able to experience a, a solventless product. And no, you are not going to open some of our jars and see that glowing white ball. Uh, a lot of what we do are the things that you can make with everything after that. and You're it's talking a lower,
2: CRC, your glowing white ball?
3: Sometimes. Or, or really these farms that are growing. You have to get a, a farm that is growing specifically for solventless. They are harvesting that way. It's a very... It's a very important marriage between a grower and the solventless processor, right. and we're always seeking that as well.
4: Most of the customer base I've found when when they think of rosin, they think of live rosin immediately, and they think of the white ball or the real light color, colored, beautiful ball of, of live rosin that we've come to know, what we are doing is is uh, is working with cured material. And uh, and making rosin with it that is not live, and we're also making all the other solventless products that we can, that can be made out of it, out of this cured material. And it's allowing us to work with all kinds of different strains and and work with uh, material that's a lot more cost-effective, and it, it allows us to to, uh, to make a really good medicine at a really good price.
1: All right. I. Ed, I want to keep it with you because I want to know two things. A, I love the cookie monster on the hat. How'd you do that? And then two, I want to know the difference because we've talked about it. We'd love to know a difference, you know, your explanation, the difference between resin and rosin. And then why you guys are doing it your way.
4: Okay. Uh, the Cookie Monster is is time it, that will take a whole podcast for okay, real. Okay, give us a
1: thirty second version.
4: Uh, I used to give away cookies on Hey Ashberry back in the in the nineties. All right. Uh, yeah, I used to light them up, man. Uh, is that enough? <laughs> they, were yeah, really, they were really they were really good cookies. Good. I just think uh, it's awesome, man. <laughs> you don't see many people going around with a
1: Cookie Monster on their hat.
4: Uh, he is the Cookie Monster. Steal, the cookie monster. Uh, uh, what's the shirt say that goes with it? Um, uh, steal your cookies, yeah, instead of steal your face. Um, okay. Anyway, the other question was:
1: There's a difference uh, oh, between resin
4: and rosin. Yeah. Uh, good question. Rosin, uh, rosin is can is only comes from pressing cannabis. It either comes from pressing the cannabis flower or or pressing cannabis hash. Uh, It comes from the breaking of the trichome and the pressing of the oil. Pressing of the trichome to break the oil and squeeze it out. That's rosin. Everything else that is like that is resin. That's everything else that's gooey and sticky and that's a concentrate is a resin. Everything else.
1: But it's going to have solvents then? No, 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 no,
4: no. Rosin is what's pr- is what you get when you press with heat. When you press cannabis, you get rosin. Every every other way of extracting resin or THC or or the the stuff that can, any concentrate off of it is not rosin. It's resin.
1: Okay, and can you get rosin that's solvent and solventless? No. So, hmm. rosin will always be solventless. It will
4: always be solventless because rosin is the oil that's in the trichome, and rosin is created from the smashing of the trichome with heat. All so other resins... Your, your all, bud, and you smash
2: it, and right. it has an oil that comes out. All
4: other resins use use some sort of solvent to break the shell of the trichome to release the oil, Okay what rosin is is it actually pops that trichome like a balloon and allows for it to squirt out um the the exterior of the trichome head is what is liquefied with solvents and uh, along with that the cannabinoids and the terpenes are altered and in mo- in a lot of cases uh yeah just altered in some cases destroyed they're they're just different they they lay back together they're all still there, but they lay back together like a fallen house of cards where you've got this beautiful natural molecule that when you press it out it still stays the same is so that in your in your
2: favorite preferred material uh on your live heads you like a little amber in there, or how do you prefer it clear
4: uh it's starting to turn milky. Just
2: okay. clear to
4: milky, yeah. Gotcha. And that's catching it a little premature. I mean, that's if you're going for 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 really good live rosin. Now, because we started this business with very little money, we were forced, uh, we had no choice but to, to make solventless products out of second and third rate material that everybody else told us was impossible. And that's how we came up with how we do what we do. We not only came up with these products, we came up with streamlined methods of extracting this with ice water in ways that nobody else has, else has really thought of, I guess. Um, but we're doing it in a, in a way that, that we can, uh, uh, we can bring it to scale. And that's exactly what we mean to do and, and, put this, this solventless, all of which is made from bubble hash and simply it's just washing the bud with ice water. Um, you can, you can press bud, uh, if you want to press and make your own rosin, it's real easy. The best thing to do is, is not, cure your pot all the way stop at about um 70 cured and then press it uh you'll get a really really good yield um other than that the best way is to wash it wash the bubble hash and and, and press the the live heads mm-hmm. and it's a lot more efficient anyway but uh there's lots there's there's the two primary ways to skin that cat anything else is resin right
1: right all right so what What are we going to be enjoying today?
0: Today, we are going to try the Blue Dream Live Rosin. It's really nice.
1: All right. Blue Dream is my favorite strain. So I'm excited to hear that you brought it. It was when I was starting to grow out of my depression. Uh, That was my first entry into using cannabis was to help through depression. And Blue Dream was definitely the euphoric that gave me those moments of just being able to break away from everything that was going on. And there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of the strain that helped me create uh, the things in the business that I now have. For I'm not in the cannabis industry for my business. Mine is in car cleaning supplies. And so a lot of the way we grew out of it came from Blue Dream and being able to create ideas and think through different things. So Blue Dream is, is my still number one favorite strain. So I'm glad we're going to be doing it.
3: Do you know why? You know what? Do you know which terpene in it that, that did that
4: for you?
1: Uh, I would be glad to dissect that <laughs> because I don't know. I As we've gone through over the past, what, six to eight months or so, right? You know, we've been driving through terpenes and, and I've been educating myself right. and, and I've come to know the ones that I don't necessarily like, or not don't like, but I know mercine definitely puts me into a go-to-sleep phase that I don't really want, Um. And usually, Lionel I think is one that I like. Uh, um, and there's another. There's another. I just I don't remember the name of it. Well, you know, it's really interesting
3: that you said that because it's High uh, on Mercy. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the number one in things yeah. in Blue Dream. Which Most are that. Yeah, uh, but a really cool thing about Blue Dream that makes it an excellent medicinal strain and makes people say what you said is it has. Uh, another terpene that it has in it is this.
4: Caryophyllene. Um,
3: caryophyllene. I've been saying it wrong for so long. So I'm I always say caryophyllene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I carry you off, yeah. <laughs> it carries and, you off
4: from your depression. Uh,
3: so I was. I've been learning and trying to really, you know, educate myself. There's so much to remember about these, but but this particular terpene is kind of incredible. Uh, it's the only one that acts like a cannabinoid. Caref- the carophylline? Yes. Uh,
2: carafaline.
3: Carafaline. Yeah. <laughs> yes, carafaline, and it binds to your CB. It binds to your CB two receptor instead of your CB one receptor, where the CB one receptors are in your brain and your central nervous system. Your CB two is in your peripheral nervous system, and so it is the only one that doesn't give you a euphoric effect. It's not going to make you feel high. Huh. So. It's a really important one in treating medicinal body type issues, in treating depression and things with people who do not tend to want that feeling of of euphoria that things like Myrcene will bring and, and that type of thing. So it's oh. a really neat cannabinoid. I, I want people to know about and learn more about it's. Pretty pretty cool. There's a lot of them that really are. I mean, there's ones and that that block your three, DNA Katie? from being altered, so that you are more resistant to cancers. Right. Like, that's so. That's because you know, we, we need do to know these things. We <laughs> do uh,
0: terpene
1: talk with Katie.
3: All oh,
0: right. Oh, <laughs> see, <laughs> knew so. I loved you. <laughs>
2: what are yeah. the top three? Well,
0: and the reason why Jerry Linden's talking so much about carafiling is because this blue dream actually hits two carophyllings. It hits beta carophylline and the carophylline oxide. And then the third will be the beta-myrcene. Those are the top three. So it's really heavy in carophylline. So it's going to be really medicinal. It's going to be really good for stra- for stress and pain and depression because it's really anti-inflammatory, which is what she's talking about with that body high. It's really hitting that CB2 receptor because it is... it is it. It is a cleansing terpene. It's really nice for like cl- anti-inflammatory and and just hel- cancer fighting and MS. those types of. I've, that's our our diseases. partner with MS.
3: It's her favorite strain. She's getting the most relief off of that one. Right. And uh, that's sort of what sent us down this road. We're like, okay, well let's identify why, and
0: then we're going to start looking for more things Which, with that and see if it's really. Which is also why Marshall was liking it for depression because it's just giving that you that relaxation to where you can feel like you can let it go for a brief moment or maybe a little longer, hopefully. But, yeah, it's just really relaxing but um, calming, I guess, m- at the same time. And that was
3: something that Stephanie said in managing her pain with MS. She said, That She doesn't expect a pain-free day. She's Mm -hmm. kind of beyond that point. But but the ability to manage pain has a lot to do with anti-anxiety and the relief of depression and those type of things. It it goes along. It's not just painkillers. It's also fighting those things as well. So
1: so I was contributing Blue Dream to euphoricness, but maybe you're saying it was the pain relief that allowed my mind to open up. I know, was it about two or three weeks ago we were in here – and mm-hmm. we'd smoke something, uh, was maybe more about a month ago or so. And I got really, really relaxed and got very euphoric.
2: Giddy. Yeah,
1: and almost a little giddy, but it was because my pain, that, that pain just all went away for a moment. Wasn't
2: that solventless hash?
1: Yes.
0: I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was, it was yeah. the high- icy mounts that you love so much. Yeah, and also solventless hash. Yeah, pure. And, it,
3: and another thing that you're getting in solventless is... Most solventless is going to have a pretty significant amount of CB, uh, CBG in it, which is another anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety relief that you're not going to get in a lot of solvent process. All right. It's just not in there well, I'm excited then. I love yeah. Blue
1: Dream. It's my favorite. <laughs> All right. So how, are we, how do you guys like to take your dab?
2: Um, we do cold starts.
0: Yes. Awesome. Yes.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Explain <laughs> to me a cold start. What's that? The it way means everyone should do that. Don't
0: heat up your bowl before you put your concentrate in.
1: All right, okay. I've been going, uh, which we used last week. I've been enjoying this. You guys have it up here, the dab pin, yeah.
0: or I think it's called a turp pin. Yes, that one terp is a turp pin. This is
1: the turp pin. I guess the big one. Then there's XL. a turp pin junior. Wow, I I like those it. are great. Yeah, those are great. Are. They really
3: are.
0: It's nice for on the go.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, but a, we're gonna do a big bowl. All right, well, we'll dive Get into ready. the bowl, and we'll Break. be back.
0: <laughs> Break time. Change the way I... It's the Kush Lie for us. Kush Lie. Kush Live, Kush Life. Kush Life. Hey, guys. This is Katie at Kush. I just wanted to give you guys a friendly reminder. We do happy hour every morning from 10 to noon. It's every day, 20% off, everything in store except for the daily deal. That's right, 20% off. You can get concentrates, edibles, pre-rolls, flour, all at 20% off, every morning, 10 to noon. Come and see us.
1: Are we high? I think that's the question. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt we are. Yeah, we didn't even do (laughs) any. (laughs) Do you want to do a dab? Of course. Uh, Of course we do. No doubt, no doubt. All right, but so what did we do?
4: What did we do? We did Temple Hash. We did it. We smoked some Temple Hash just a little bit ago.
1: Okay. What is Temple Hash?
4: Temple Hash is the traditional way of making hash for most of the world. Uh, Pre-Western civilization, uh, typically, it's by taking the sticky part of the plant and and gathering it uh, by hand or with tools, uh, and then gathering it together and and in a mass and pres- and putting that mass in a place where it can then ripen, uh, usually underground or in a cave, something like that, to where to where it can ripen and and mature uh which is kind of like it's kind of what we're trying to uh to do today in the temple hash that we're making we're trying to emulate what has been done for thousands of years which is the oldest form of uh smoking cannabis huh yeah but we don't yeah we don't cure our stuff in the ground uh no quite (laughs) simply is uh if
1: I mean there are some caves out by Lake uh yeah. Keystone. <laughs> robber's Cave, <laughs> Robber's Cave full of hash maybe. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um so so what uh, there are there are there are many different ways to skin this cat uh to get hash to get you can uh, th- Probably the most that people are familiar with would be hash on your fingers. We'd call that finger hash. You would get that if you've ever been exposed to really sticky pot and enough of it where you've had your hands on it and it gets really sticky and there'll be some residue left that you can make little balls out of. That is hash. That, quite simply, is hash.
1: All right. And so you basically took hash and you made a sandwich, you called it.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the ways of, there are many ways of smoking uh, this kind of hash on, uh, oh, uh, many different ways of smoking it. One of the ways we like to smoke it is uh, is sandwich style using a green screen, as we call it. We put a piece of, piece of flour uh, in the bottom of the bowl and then a piece of the temple hash on top of that, melt it a little, and then come back with another piece of flour and, uh, and repeat if you like, and you can make a triple-decker sandwich if you will. And what you have is uh, something that burns a lot like a moon rock. Uh, it's very uh, resinous, uh, very, uh, uh, very full of, of cannabinoids and exotic terpenes that you're not going to really find in nature because they are a product of the, uh, the metamorphosis that happens inside of a temple ball. The, the actual the terpenes that are trapped in there when it's made, uh, they they uh, uh, they digest. What's the word on? Uh, well, they they metabolize the the proteins and the fatty acids and the lipids that are in um, that are in the oil. They're in that are naturally in cannabis oil. Well, that and the trichome husks are metabolized by the terpenes, and so what happens is you get these really exotic uh, terpene profiles and cannabinoid profiles in very minute amounts that uh, uh, that produce uh, very extraordinary cerebral effects when smoked.
1: And so that's that's hash. Uh huh. What do we have here that we're going to take dabs with?
4: Okay, that would be hash rosin, and uh uh, yeah,
1: live, rosin. live rosin
4: L- live rosin um, uh live rosin from uh live rosin can, can be it typically has to come it typically comes from hash uh bubble hash bubble hash that uh, flour is washed in ice water and uh that the bubble hash is collected and then pressed between hot plates in which the oil squirts out that is rosin that is hash rosin actually.
1: So yeah, that, wasn't that what we're gonna? What's the difference between hash rosin and rosin?
4: They're they're virtually the same thing. Uh, rosin is from from the the hot pressing of cannabis uh, buds or flower. Uh, hash rosin uh, just is the next step the next step of purity because you've eliminated the plants and now you have just the trichome heads that you are pressing and that is really that that's really the most sought after method because once you eliminate the the uh the plant from the equation of the process you get a a much cleaner uh, uh much tastier uh, product as which shows in our in our solventless uh, in our activated rosin
0: so we we he kind of skipped over this step but we've done we've gone over this before but whenever they're making the hash, what they're doing is they're washing the flour and knocking all the trichomes off of the flour. And then they sift those and collect the trichome heads. And so those are the live heads, which are the hash.
4: Well, oh, thank you so and much. And so then
0: that's the dry product. Press them. And then they either press it with heat or press it with the less heat rolling pin
4: correct correct so when we we take that bubble hash and thank you for explaining that
0: well it's yeah we take that bubble hash
4: and we can go in a couple different directions with it uh we can we can have a blend that and we do we just sell the the, uh we offer the bubble hash as a as a as a medicine all on its own it makes a great bowl topper uh but that that bubble hash at that point we can squeeze it we can hot press it at a high temperature which gives us the rosin that squirts out or we can press it at a lower temperature just to pop it enough to where it sticks to itself and uh knead it kind of like dough and uh roll it up into a ball and let it cure we let ours cure for two months before we have it tested uh and uh, uh at that point it has nucleated it has nucleated and what that simply means it has gone through the metamorphosis of after it's made, it becomes hard as a rock and then it sits there for somewhere between six and eight weeks before it, uh, it nucleates, it turns soft again. It turns like the the consistency of a Tootsie roll if it's done right. And, uh, uh, um, at that point, uh, we consider it cured enough. Again, in in Eastern cultures, they would laugh at that and not even touch it for another ten months.
1: But All right, so we're taking some some dabs of Blue Dream. Is that what we're is that what we're doing? Because that's what we had outside. So I have, as you can tell, I've been feeling. So what happens to me when when muscles will start to relax? I'll I'll get some sensations to them. and so I'll have to press. You know, as, as everybody gets stiff muscles, right? Most of mine are in just solid knots all the time. So I'll begin to press them out. And, and you can definitely feel the muscles start to give and relax. And we're going to say that that's the carefully.
3: Right. Uh-huh. And, and your CB and the CBG that's in it and, um, and then the total effect of using cannabis as medicine that gives you that instant release of anxiety and the ability to start letting your immune system take hold and do its job.
0: Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, In the bubble hash world, how do you feel about water versus dry ice in extracting live heads? Uh,
4: Great question. It is a good question. Um, since, Since heat... Everybody knows heat damages mm-hmm. THC. Um, what people don't realize is that uh, CO2 is so cold that it's hot. Um, mm-hmm. You can burn yourself with it. Therefore, you any any uh, contact, direct contact with with THC with live heads, if you will, coming in contact with that much cold, uh, it it uh, uh, it changes it. It is Damn. not the same. It's not the same. Uh, uh, the molecule wasn't really designed to go to uh, sub sub zero, um, so really thirty two degrees is is uh, is optimum. Um, it's as it's as cold as water will let you get. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I'd like to thank the guy who figured that out and all. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, all of these and another thing to note: every one of these other salt other than ethanol, um, but in most in in. In commercial in in commercial applications even the ethanol is frozen way below zero so all of these pressurized solvents like butane propane and mm-hmm. and the ethanol that they super cool it uh it's it's part of the it's part of what expedites the process for the processor It makes it work but again um this natural this natural uh molecule that we're dealing with wasn't wasn't designed to be you know to take that mm-hmm. and and be its same state so again you have what falls back together and it, it's a good product and uh there's nothing but it's not as pure as what nature designed and that's all we're really well, that's what we're going for
0: and it's damaging the terpenes which is damaging the medicine it is and- it is
4: i mean when you break it up yeah you're right and and i i'm i'm, I'm, I'm Trying to be delicate and not step on anybody's toes for for the other medicines that are available to people out there because it's it's not a, anyway just out of respect. but, well, but you are I, right. I like <laughs> to
0: say that everyone's medicating, and it's not anyone's place to judge where or how someone's medicating because some of us don't even realize why or how we're medicating and some of it is just relaxing your brain some of it's relaxing your body and some of it is balance of both and so yeah just because people use certain products to medicate and maybe it's not as full of terpenes or as full spectrum as some other person might use to medicate doesn't mean that both people aren't medicating the two. Absolutely st- right. That's
3: that. What you said is so important is I think most people in the cannabis world are coming at this sort of backwards. We're medicating and we're not really sure exactly what we're doing and mm-hmm. what we're, why and what it's affecting. And that is our, that is our big mission here. And it it really isn't to say any of it's better than the other, but this was our avenue to understand it. Mm-hmm. This is what led us to understand terpenes and cannabinoids and our endocannabinoid system. And we just want to help more people do that. So then you can use any of these products that you know are ripe for what you're trying to medicate, but you know how to choose. Right. And maybe we can set some industry standards in packaging that help it Make it easier mm-hmm. because we're putting, um, and I know a lot of, th- we're not alone in this, but we're putting QR codes that you can scan and see our labs. Yeah. Cuts we are, on paper, which are modifying is nice. our sticker that has our THC and our terpenes. It's also going to, to list the top three terpenes nice. so that you're going to be able to just look at it and see. And that way, if you're starting to learn this, like we are, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be able to have an easier time picking your product and knowing that it's going to give you that muscle relief you're looking for or that anti-anxiety relief that lets you have your creative moments. So yeah, that's what we're aimed at. It's really not to say any of it's the one and only. It's mm-hmm. to say, let's learn about it so we can use all of it in a better cool. way.
0: Well, and I really like to... Um, switch up my terpenes and switch up my flour so that my body doesn't get used to the same medicine every day, and I feel like that is really beneficial too so just just because you find one thing that works for one thing you're treating, maybe you can find another strain that's treating something else and kind of balance just. Absolutely.
3: I'm And I'm a daytime, nighttime, you know, mm-hmm. different use. I cannot use the same things I want to use at night during the day and function in the way I need to. So even just get, helping people understand that um, and how if you're wanting to choose something new and go out on a limb, how not to get something that's going to knock you out and make you feel like you have to sleep when
0: you need to be doing other things. Right. Um, also, I really like the way that your guys' constant extracts taste, because they don't taste like a lot of other c- concentrates and extracts that taste like lean, pretty much. It, they just all kind of taste like that citrusy, almost yeah, a chemically yeah, taste, yeah. and your concentrates taste so amazing. They taste like flour, they taste like terpenes, they taste different. I really, really enjoy them.
1: The syringe, you definitely, I mean. Yes, that's heavy
0: flour heavy, taste. Heavy, heavy flour. Which is nice. I mean, you know you're getting full spectrum medicine. And yeah, I really, it's oh. a refreshing, <laughs> refreshing change. I well, really that's love our, it.
3: That's the target we're aiming for. And that's, you know, that is one of the beautiful things about solventless that we we love so much is it's, it, just like we've been talking about all evening, it keeps the whole organic beginning intact, and mm-hmm. it's right there in that jar, and you can taste it. Yeah,
0: you can. Like, you can. <laughs> you that can taste count.
3: it, and and our activated is for for somebody who's on a regimen and eats this a lot. It it's tasty. It it doesn't taste bitter. It's not sharp because it doesn't have that plant matter. It hasn't been cooked at high temperatures, uh, and you can maybe attest to this. Our, all of our feedback, it doesn't have a heavy hangover feeling, um, no, um, except much. for you, I guess, <laughs> but until you take too much, and then, what? yeah, there's no avoiding that, <laughs> but um, it tends to have a little bit less of that really heavy body so, feeling. So to me,
1: the hangover part was, I was just, I was tired, so I just needed a good cup of coffee. It's good to go. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the, hang- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> actually enjoyed the hangover part. I think I mentioned it earlier. Like it, it kept with me for quite a bit of the morning. So, uh, so my good. body, my muscles enjoyed it actually, um, but I felt it the next day, no doubt. Yeah.
4: Now you're on to something that I would like to to, uh, to talk on, and that is uh, when it comes to the baseline. Of your THCA level or your THC level in your blood, I believe that when when you eat edibles, when you eat this act, this activated rosin, um, it it is present in your bloodstream for a good long time. And so your your base, I call it your baseline, like my blood baseline, because I eat this stuff on a daily. I'm on a regimen of a half a gram a day. And at a half a gram a day, I eat it at the same time. It does the same thing every day, not more, not less. It's really uh it's uh it's that the effects that I feel from that half gram are minor uh there's no if a hangover effect the next day now if I up it, everything changes but the baseline is what is relevant here because every time I smoke while my my uh, my blood is at that level. I smoke a lot less. Every medicinal eff- effect that I want to get out of what I'm smoking, I get right then and there off the first hit instead of trying instead of having to get to a level of being medicated f- for me to get those effects that I'm after. I really think that translates uh, ac- across with anybody dealing with anxiety. Um, uh, and things of that nature, um, I find it because that's my own personal—that's my my personal story. I do, and uh, I find that that instead of having instead of having to smoke uh, x amount of medicine to get myself to the level of relaxation, it's probably a tenth of that, and it's all because of how much I've I've been ingesting. I think that's a that's something that that people could consider might want to consider when they think of a reason why it could it could benefit their health it could benefit your lungs if it's helping you get to the medicated level you want without having to smoke as much
0: would you like would you like me to tell you why that works smoking smoking and helping your lungs why
3: eating a regimen of this of this oh. delta nine uh... yeah I don't know why it wasn't picking up go again okay why. Uh, why eating a regimen of Delta 9 will help enhance what, what he's talking about when he feels like it, when he, when he uses other forms of cannabis, he gets the effects right away, or he <laughs> smokes less. Um, <clears throat> I love to tell people this science. When, when cannabis is activated from THCA to Delta 9, it becomes ingestible or topical, as we discussed, which is what's in this syringe. It then goes into your liver and it converts again into 11 hydroxy THC. 11 hydroxy then binds to your CB2 receptors, uh, which are proteins, and it allows them to then, or allows the cannabinoids that are in all these other things and lots of other things like antibodies attached to them, sort of like a suit of armor. So it builds these really good proteins. And then they get supercharged with all of these other things that these supplements that are coming from cannabis and other things that you may be using. And that's why it boosts your immune system. So, properly converted cannabis when you're eating it is huge. And Mm -hmm. we do not have enough of that in our market. Right. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of our processors don't fully understand that science. Um, It's out there to learn. It's not super hard to find. I found Mm -hmm. it on the internet, but we're really busy, and we get into motion in the cannabis business, and I I did it too, and I stopped my edibles business and studied, and Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people didn't and couldn't do that, and so Uh we have a lot of all over the range of how things are being done, and unfortunately, when you eat cannabis that is not activated and converted into Delta 9, then you are not going to get that... Eleven hydroxy conversion, you're not going to get the boost to your CB two receptor, mm-hmm. and you're not really getting the medi- You're not getting the medicinal fec- effects the same way you may think you are. I'm not saying you're not going to get high. That yeah. is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you're really seeking some of this, uh, some of these benefits, and you're paying the money for something that's full spectrum or broad spectrum, you need to make sure it's activated the right way. Look for that delta nine in your labs. It's very important. Um,
0: Yum cookies. I know this last time she had a full terpene profile on her edible cookies and she's so excited about it because most edibles do not have any terpene profile and so yeah she does a full spectrum butter cookie but added with that syringe would be... Yeah, Absolutely. really.
1: That you went where I was going. I was <laughs> like, can you imagine one of those cookies with you know topped with some of that uh, syringe? Yeah. yeah,
3: and that's the great thing about our activated. Any of your favorite treat, your favorite food, automatically becomes now your favorite edible.
1: Yeah, I so I highly recommend that very, <laughs> very much.
3: All right, where do people find you on social? Uh, we're on Instagram and on Facebook at MonarchSolventless405.
1: Great.
0: And then, yep. And then, and then what all do yeah. you guys
1: carry here of, of Marnox Line?
0: We have the bubble hash, the temple hash, the rosin, the live rosin, and the syringe. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. The so syringe, come on to
1: Kush and get it. Definitely recommend the syringe. The temple hash was very interesting. Uh, walk us through real quick 30 seconds. You mentioned some stuff out there when we're doing bubble hash. You want to heat it, get it or, or you know, tipple hash. You want it to bubble, you said at first. So, yeah, just,
4: to to light it properly, you want you want it or uh, or your bubble hash. You want it to bubble. Uh, you want to heat it up with the lighter or your or your torch. Uh lighter's good enough. But you want it to to be bubbling before you start to take your hit. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in getting that going before you start pulling the flame through it. So you don't smoke up your green screen. That way you're smoke you're letting the hash, uh, kind of bind with the, the pot that's there. And, and, uh, yeah, once you get it bubbling, uh, you hit on it and you want to put it out, you just. Take another little bit of pot and put it on top, and you can put it out with your finger that way.
1: But we it, we enjoyed just continuing to pass around without having to relight it, and it stayed lit for yeah, quite oh yeah. a long time. It was a very great smoke. I think we all really enjoyed it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It, yeah. it burns a lot like you could imagine it would burn real well in a hookah.
1: Oh, definitely. All right, so everybody come here, grab it. Happy hour, 10 to 12 is always a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, where do people find uh, Kush on uh, social
0: you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Cush Dispensary Tulsa. And you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. All
1: right. Well, thank you guys so much. As a patient, I have thoroughly have enjoyed it. My my body's feeling great. So really do appreciate everything you guys are doing for the community. And thanks for your time coming on. Really, thank you.
4: We're yeah. grateful for you having us.
0: Cush Live. Cush Live. Cush Live. It's the Kushlai for us. Kushlai. lie.